Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Support for Away With Words comes from Mosey Online Backup. Mosey protects your valuable computer files against data loss from hard drive crash, viruses, theft, and other disasters. Visit mozy.com. Welcome to another minicast of Away With Words. I'm Grant Barrett. We'll be back with brand new episodes in the fall, but for the summer we're catching up with some calls that we couldn't fit onto the show last season. Aaron is a pastor from Peru, Indiana. He wants to know how he should handle a situation in which a colleague pronounces a word incorrectly. Does he flat out just correct him? Does he do nothing? How did two people talk to each other about the right way to say something without being rude or condescending? Well, my question is this. I, I, uh, I'm a pastor here in Peru, and when I was in school, we often talk about uh, different saints and philosophers. Uh, the saint that comes to mind is Augustine. Uh, some people would pronounce his name Augustine, and some people would say it Augustine. Uh, my question isn't so much how to pronounce that as when in conversation with someone, and let's say I pronounce it Augustine and the person pronounces it Augustine, is it polite? Or is it, is it proper to just sort of give up the way I usually say it and say it the way that they would say it? Or do we carry on a subtle sub-argument about how to pronounce a word as we're having a discussion where they would say Augustine and I would say Augustine, and maybe we each say it with increasing fervor? <laughs> nice. And that is how it goes. That's exactly how people do it when they're being polite, well, precisely, right? Precisely, especially in an academic environment where we all, we all have, you know, that are too big. So. You know, I, I, academic <laughs> environment is exactly what I was thinking of. I was at a conference in January, and there was a very nice young woman, a graduate student, who's presenting a paper. It's about some linguistic topic, and she pronounced the word S-T-I-M-U-L-I as stimuli the entire time. She said it maybe a dozen times, maybe two dozen. I don't know, a lot. And nobody in the room corrected her. Even at the Q&A part of the paper, nobody even nobody made a point of demonstrating that, that they had a different pronunciation, which is pretty much what you do when you don't want to offend somebody. But um, certainly it colored her entire presentation because I don't know another person in the world who says stimuli. Right. Anyway. That would be but, really distracting. But what I, I would do exactly what you would do, which is to, to just continue the sub-argument, as you put it. I think that's the only way because once you start turning into it a meta-discussion, you know, right. you're not discussing the content, but you're discussing the delivery of the content, then you've gotten too far away from the point. I mean, it, it's counterproductive. And you will see people take that kind of argumentative path um, when they don't want to discuss the issues. Uh, journalists are um, are particularly good at recognizing this in their subjects. Unfortunately, people like politicians are very good at saying, I don't like the tone in which you, you ask that question or what do you well, – you know, what depends what your meaning of is is. That's a great example of like getting into the nitty-gritty and avoiding the point. I say just go ahead and use your pronunciation. Maybe punch the word a little bit so they get the point that you're kind of like suggesting an alternative to them and just carry on. Well, it really depends on what your purpose is, if you want to correct the person or just be polite. I mean, in, in the case of grammar, for example, if somebody uses bad grammar, I'll usually get into a standoff with them coming back with good grammar. 
Right. But you, but you don't. I think is to be polite. But I wondered if, uh, if for the sake of language, it isn't proper sometimes to, to make those sub arguments. Well, you know this this woman who presented this paper that I saw. If I'd had this conversation with her and it was a one on one, and she had yet to present her paper, I probably would have point blank said, you know, the usual pronunciation of that word is stimuli, because I would want to save her the embarrassment of speaking in front of a large body of her peers and pronouncing it as stimuli. And I think right. if you're if you're in that position, you, it's like spinach in the teeth or a fly that's unzipped. You're helping the person. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Aaron? I think you're probably right. I think it's it probably depends on the situation. Um, yeah. I, I, I tend to be uh, non-confrontational, so I think probably I would uh, go with being polite most of the time, but... In a stimuli situation, I think maybe I would speak up. There is a there's kind of a third path too, which is um, if they say Saint Augustine and you say, "Oh, Augustine," I've usually heard that as Augustine. Um, then you can actually have the conversation. A lot of times, I find that the other person will say, "You know, I don't really know. I picked that up from so and so, and let's go check." And then it becomes a moment of discovery for you both. Oh, that's a good idea too. Yeah, that sounds good. Because usually if, you're, if the person you're talking with is any kind of reasonable person, they're going to appreciate um, getting into another point about your topic. I'd imagine if you're discussing philosophy, they're probably all about the subtleties of the argument and probably would welcome some kind of, you know, another, yet another tangent into the, the intricacies of the language behind uh, St. Augustine or St. Augustine. Hey, well, Aaron, thank you for this stimulus toward an interesting conversation. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Aaron. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We've talked about this before, I think. But when I was learning French and a French person would give me one of those fabulous free lessons on the spot, um, basically pointing out how bad my French was (laughs) and how much better it could be, (laughs) I really, at the bottom of it, appreciated it. Because by by the time I left Paris, my French was immensely better. Right. But I think a foreign language is completely different from somebody correcting you in your native tongue. Yeah. And I always say there's always an exception to the rule, which is never correct your father at the dinner table. Mm, Good rule. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we welcome your questions about grammar, pronunciation, language slang, dialect, localisms, word origins, you name it. If it comes out of your mouth or comes out of your pen, we'll help you with it. The number to call is 1-877-929-9673. That's 1-877-WAYWARD. Or you can email us. The address is words at waywardradio.org. By the way, we always welcome your comments and corrections on our discussion forums at waywardradio.org. There you can also download dozens of full episodes of our program at no charge. If you'd like to hear Away With Words on terrestrial radio, why not write or call your public radio station and tell them about our program? They'd love to hear from you. For Away With Words, I'm Grant Barrett in New York City.